We got one bowl game on the schedule today. Hey, Dan, Marshall and UConn. Come on, puppies. Playing in a bowl Shout for the Coach first Mora. time since 2015. Coverage of the Myrtle Beach Bowl begins 2.30 Eastern. What do you guys always say about LSU? LSU by? You say LSU 50? by 50. UConn by 50. Okay. All right. What, are they you playing got, basketball? Damn. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you know who's the number one basketball team in America? Basketball. Yeah, women's hold basketball. Hold on, hold on. You do hold on. Number one team basketball, basketball team in the country is? Is it you guys? Your mouth. Danny Hurley. Uh, with that, we welcome you back to another hour. We're in Team America. There's a lot of yelling at each other going on here. We are brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. There was a lot of imperfection yesterday. Game of the day. Well, we got a lot to choose from. Let's start with Cowboys Jags in Jacksonville. Danny, second quarter. Cowboys already up seven nothing. They needed to come out quick, and they did. And here comes Dak, and here's Peyton Hendershot, and the Cowboys are way in front. Multiple tight ends on the field. You go post post Darn. wheel route versus an outside linebacker. Great throw like RC by Dak. But RC, Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick in the draft. He, we knew he was going to be from the time he was a freshman in college. Yep. The last month. We We've seen a lot. This is why this is a great play. You get the sprint. You're thinking you're going to get a comeback. You get the double move. Trevor Lawrence on the run. Perfect throw. Touchdown to Zay Jones. Jaguars starting to work their way back. Ensuing Cowboys possession. Danny, what is that doing? Ten-point lead on the road. Second and 18 with 18 minutes to go in the game. Just forcing this throw. A little bit of panic with the football. Arm gets tugged, but trying to do too much. A huge takeaway for their defense. Trevor Lawrence capitalizes. Gets one-on-one -on -one coverage. Marvin Jones flings the corner by to the front pylon, touchdown Jacksonville. Suddenly it's a three-point game, fourth quarter, same score, Jaguars on a second down, Christian Kirk. Just Woo! like a butterfly with man. sore feet, just a perfect throw versus man coverage over the top to Kirk. Butterflies got feet? They got sore ones. Third and three on the, inside the goal, there they, they get the touchdown to Zay Jones, <laughs> so the Jaguars come all the way back to take the lead, so all right, Dak, it's on you, and he answers the call. This is a great play. Yeah, Again. great job spinning out to the left, he's on Full sprint to his left, flips his great hips. Throw. Noah Brown does a good job of coming back to the football. A great play by Dak Prescott. Yeah. Cowboys retake the lead. Now, this is the play that should have ended mm -hmm. the game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who makes the nice job getting out of there, but he loses the huh. football. Cowboys get it back with a chance to ice it. Incredible job by their defense. You feel like, like RC said, hour one, game's going to be over. Yep. They run the ball first, run the ball in second. Third down, they decide to throw it. I'm okay with that. The play design of just running three people down the field. Max protect. Con yeah. Candidly, it's lazy. It's a lazy play call, Damn. and the chances of you getting a completion are Ooh. basically zero. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Meanwhile, let's show you why it wind up costing them, because Trevor Lawrence then hits Zay Jones, puts them in field goal range. Five seconds left, 48 yards. Wiley Patterson is good. We're going to overtime. You're going to overtime, and if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're extremely excited yeah. because you think you have the better team because of the way the second half went. And this is how the game ended. By now, you've probably seen the highlight. Ray Sean Jenkins. Listen, this is a fingertip catch on the tip, but if you're Noah Brown, you have to catch this football. Uh, yeah. Dak Prescott puts it low in the way to protect you from mm -hmm. the hit. Should be a first down. Dallas Cowboys going to get a field goal. Instead, it's a, it's a pick six and a runoff. Jaguars walk off win. Cowboys stunned. I take every loss on the chin. Um, I, I think that that's, that's my job as a quarterback, to put us in positions to win and uh, eliminate the, the mistakes and the potential chances to, to allow them to score um, after turnover. So and that, that's what's frustrating about it, whether it's a tip ball, whether it's an unfortunate interception, whatever it is. They all suck. And at the end of the day, I've got to do a better job, and, and that's where it is. All right, so say this. We can argue about just how good a player, great, good, me, whatever. No one handles it afterwards better. Totally, no yeah. one says the right thing. So 
And there's something to be said about that. Absolutely. His leadership, zero questions about that whatsoever. As far as the Cowboys are concerned, the two games they've lost since he came back, they had double-digit leads in the fourth quarter of both of them, Rex. What does that say? They're soft. They don't finish. And, and everything we thought about this team, they're gonna, that pass rush, all they need to do is get a lead. That pass rush will suffocate you and close out games. That's not the case. And when you look at the last two weeks in particular against below average pass protection teams, Houston and Jacksonville, yeah. they've had 72 dropbacks. Okay. And this vaunted pass rush yep. has one quarterback sack. Yeah. This ain't the team you think they are. And to me, the only thing that, that – is real is Dak Prescott. He is a leader. He he yeah. brings their team back. So to me, you have that going for you. But your defense, your defense is overrated. Yeah, I want to ask you this too, because Rex, for anyone who remembers his coaching tenure, you were a guy. You you talked. Your players talked, and you were good with that. But when Micah Parsons last week was talking about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, so they don't play till next week, what did that make? Yeah, you he think? talked about the wrong thing. He should have been talking about trying to to track down. This quarterback over there, uh, uh, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Like, that's what he should have been taught. It showed me right there that they're focused in there. They're, they just assume, hey, they're going to be there. I get it. You know, we're going to play the Eagles for the championship. No, you're not. Dude, you never earned that right. And that's the thing. That's their mindset. That star in their helmet, they're soft. They're not near as good a team as people think. And if you think that this team's going to win a Super Bowl, no chance. RC, this is a game they're supposed to win. You're way ahead on the road against. While we know the Jaguars are a better team than their record and they played really well lately, right. that's still a game you're supposed <coughs> to win. Where do you lay the blame primarily for the Cowboys not winning? I lay this on the entire team, though. Like, I, I, I want to be able to come in and say it's Dak Prescott or just say it's defense or yeah. just say it's Kellen Moore. But it truly is everyone yesterday. It's about clock management. It's about complimentary football. And I think what I want people to know about what Rex is saying is we're not saying that humans that put on pads and run their face into other people are soft physically. What we're talking about is emotionally. What we're talking about is mentally. When you get up on the team and you're supposed to be a great defense, you choke them out. There is no other way to say it, but I'm going to put my foot on your neck and you will not breathe for the rest of the game. Especially when it's what I do well. Right? When when, when you are in my wheelhouse, this isn't Green Bay that decided that they were going to give the ball to the running backs on the first snap of every series. They said, we're going to put the football in Trevor Lawrence's hands. We're going to drop him back the entire second half. Now you come get him. Now you cover our guys on the outside. And when you needed an answer offensively, when you needed to be intelligent, you go max protect. You put both tight ends in the backfield. And you throw a bomb to Noah Brown. Yeah. This team is starting to look like the team from last year. And we know where the team from last year was when the divisional playoff round started. They were watching it up on Monday morning, huh. myth yep. that they weren't in the A block because they figured you'd <laughs> find a way to put them there anyway. That's probably true. Dan, <laughs> let's, let's focus on that play. So, again, we, you saw it in the highlight there, but the Cowboys get it back. They have a decision to make on third and ten. Yeah. They can either try and they can run it, Accept that you're going to punt it back, let the clock run down, all the rest of that. Instead, on third and ten, this is the play they run. Dan, take us through it. So, this is a – I like the decision to be aggressive. I hate the play design. Everyone knows that Kellen Moore is a friend of mine. He's their play caller. This is probably the worst play call that he has had as a professional. Wow. RC just talked about the max protect. Is that because you think you're going to get pressured or is that because you know that you can't pass protect? Probably a little bit of both. But the fact that they run three guys down the field, the chances that ball went 55 yards in the air. Just do the math. 
the chances of you completing a ball that goes 55 yards down the field in a must-have it situation versus man-to-man coverage are so minimal to your number three receiver, Noah Brown, who's had a good afternoon, a good player. I would have liked to see, again, I always say it is players over plays. Hey, CeeDee Lamb, I want you to run an option route, run a choice route, run a comeback, run an in route, run a slant. We're going to win or we're going to lose because you. You run an in route, right? You're you're expecting to get man on the back end because they might think you're going to run the football, try to get them use a timeout. If you run an in route, you have an opportunity for a catch and run, but you also have an easier pass to complete. So the clock keeps running while having an opportunity to pick up the first down. There were so many other ways to attack that play. The one thing you cannot do is leave the Jacksonville Jaguars with that timeout. That should have been your number one goal. Like If you're you're the overall Cowboys organization and you sit here and you watch this play, you sit there and go, I like that our coaches went to go try to win the football game, but I don't like the way we called it. But the reality, and this has been building, and this is why for weeks I have felt like bad performance, bad performance, bad performance is because we like on this show, Greeny, on Mondays, it's like, Who's at fault? What's the one big takeaway? The big takeaway is this. Rex, you hit on it. They were out physical on yep. both sides of the football. Their offensive line got handled. CD is the only guy that consistently wins on the outside. Dak continues to give the ball away in crucial moments when he plays against zone defense. Man, we're okay. Zone, he leads the NFL in interceptions thrown versus zone. Third and ten play calls bad. Injuries on defense are starting to show themselves. Yes, um, this is huge. the second time in five weeks that your defense has had a multiple score lead in the second half and you've given it up so there's not just one issue with this football team that's the reality. But, but let's not overlook just how bad a play call that is at the end. I know you just Terrible. said it through. But, but the one piece of it is because you want to give him a play that if it's not there, he can just lie down on the ground. That, say, the that was the time we talked about. Lie down we talked sacks. about Zach Wilson taking the sacks and you didn't want that. That's the time for the sack. But say. what happens is, though, when you make this play call and he has the one-on-one, his natural tendency is to give his guy a chance. So he's going to throw the football. It's going to come out I, of his hands. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because because of what you're like, looking at. I'm going to give my guy an opportunity. Yes. I would like, I would have loved to see just a very simple, hey, slant or so drive it's, it's or covered. Multiple. Hey, Eat Dak, it. if you don't like it, get up back into the line of scrimmage and take a sack. What that, does C.D. Lamb do better than almost any receiver in the league? How about run after catch the catch? Run. Yeah. Yeah. How in the A perimeter screen. You, you give them something. If you really think it's man coverage, how do you not have Rub something, mess. anything, to have some kind of pick and give C.D. Lamb a chance well, to run Well, you 100% for first think down. it's man coverage because you don't call right. three go routes unless you're anticipating but that's what I'm and saying, max but protect. You've got to have an underneath. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was terrible. The point is they throw a very low percentage pass. They leave Jacksonville with their timeout at the very end of the game, and they wind up getting tied on a field goal with five seconds remaining. So it absolutely cost them a shot at the division. This game that we've been building up like crazy next weekend basically becomes meaningless. Meanwhile, this game last night meant everything. Giants, commanders, if you didn't stay up late, here's what you missed. Kayvon Thibodeau, awesome. He was special last night, both the versus the run. And the pass comes off the left side. You can see the right hand swing over the top, fumble, touchdown recovery. Defensive touchdown for the Giants. Then on a fourth and nine, how about that play? This is a great throw by Daniel Jones. He was awesome on this entire drive. And the drive finishes with a direct snap to Saquon Barkley. Student body left, getting the end zone, young man. It's an 18-play, 97-yard drive. 
14-3 Giants at halftime. Commanders working their way back. Heineke launching for Jahan Dotson. Yeah, you got to take your shot at some point. They do it. Jahan Dotson does an incredible job of yes. leaping over the thunder to go track that track ball. The football. Yeah. But then it gets away later in the drive. Third and four, they're in scoring position. But Heineke is going to lose it, and the Giants are going to recover, and they've got a chance to put it away. Defensive line was really good for the Giants last night. Great challenge by Brian Dable to make sure that they got that turnover. Commanders get one last chance. We're inside of two minutes. Heineke, Curtis Samuel, that's as good a toe tap as you'll ever Listen, see. Listen, you watch this. Gets the right foot in. The huh. left foot drags. Hits huh. the ground right now. Huh. Pushed out of bounds. That's a huge play. You're thinking, here comes the Washington command. Now, if uh, Heineke scores here... They're going to have a chance to tie the game, but look at the stop by Thibodeau. Look, that's a yeah. great stop by Thibodeau. He was awesome the entire day. He clipped his feet a little bit so Heineke couldn't dive into the end. Now, here's the game. Okay, this is that's Terry McLaurin. He looks over at the official. Am I lined up okay? He gives him a thumbs up. He clearly has been told, or at least thinks he's been told, he's lined up that's legally. That's an awful call. And then the official drops the flag. Those two things cannot exist together. Correct. You can't tell me I'm good and throw the and flag. And when the receiver tries to go make it right and he moves up and you throw the flag, that's disrespectful. And then this is a completely blatant pass <laughs> interference that gets completely and blatantly disregarded. He gets tackled, he gets held, he gets tugged, and he gets impeded. Which one do you want to throw the flags on? None of them, obviously. <laughs> a ridiculous finish. Here's Terry McLaurin explaining. I checked to see if I was good the first time, and he was like, I move up a little bit. So when I moved up, I checked to see if I was good, and he said I was good. So... But Terry, he told, did you hear him tell you that you were okay? Yeah, I did. Like, that's why I'm giving him the thumbs up twice to make sure I was, I was good. Yeah, I, I mean, you've been you watching that for a long time. I'm not Dude, sure that, how many. That's disgraceful. You can't do that. Disgraceful. Uh, let's come back and talk about it. Let's show you the playoff picture here again. We have so many things going on today. With that win, the Giants are practically assured of getting in. The Commanders are now in the scrum with Seattle and Detroit. And, oh, by the way, maybe Green Bay. As we continue, we're going to get back to that. The, the Eagles win again yesterday. It wasn't easy. Were there some red flags on display? We will talk about them. And then we are calling it the lateral collateral. It may very well have been the single worst play of Bill Belichick's coaching career, and it might knock New England out of the playoffs. Don't miss it. What a Monday. Get up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals delicious meat nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there each one ounce serving has six grams of protein giving you over 10 percent of your daily value wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go and you're on the go a lot taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing 
all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. What a morning we got working here. Eagles, Bears, our next stop yesterday. And Justin Fields just does something. Rex, almost every week he does something that every defies single, description. The future, the future, <laughs> there he is. God, That's why, man. hey, everybody, let's pass on Justin Fields. Are you out of your mind? Look at this guy right here. He's got nothing. Nothing. His teammates aren't very good, but this guy is a freak. It's yes, the best is. play, maybe the best play in the season. He stepped out at the nine, but who cares? That shouldn't count. It's one of the great plays that you'll ever see. If somebody's mistakenly stepped out of bounds, that shouldn't count. <laughs> David Montgomery scores. Bears take a 6-3 lead. They missed the extra point. And this is in part because Jalen Hurts had himself a tough start. He had thrown one pick, and here's another. Yeah, a little bit of a miscommunication with Watkins there. He thinks Watkins is going to flatten that route versus man coverage. He drifts a a little yeah. bit of field, and then that safety that's overplaying on man coverage gets that interception. But then, R.C., he starts to cook. Devontae Smith up the right side. Listen, this guy has two number one wide receivers, and when these dudes are downfield, Jalen Hurts has been Ooh. pinpoint accurate in throwing the football to them, and they make great catches in 50-50 situations. And that leads to this. Danny keeps it himself. You're going to get all-out pressure. Kelsey does a great job of picking off the defensive Out tackle. he's got a first down. All of these got a first down. Yeah? On that. 22 yards for score, R.C. Eagles up at the half. Wait a minute. The Eagles are up 17-6. Here comes Chicago. They don't have enough people to cover. They go all-out pressure. They're one less, and I love Fields dropping down and getting the ball out. But that leads to this. This How about this throw? Absolutely off the charts good. I mean, it's it's incredible the accuracy that he has developed. The deep ball throws become a weapon, not a weakness. AJ Brown, who had himself a huge day, and then Hurts would take it in himself. He had 376 total yards of offense on what might have otherwise been his worst day of the season, and the Eagles wind up winning at 25-20. Do we emerge feeling better or worse about the Eagles after a hard-fought, tough win against the I Bears? feel great about the Eagles, and yeah, you, sometimes you're not going to look good against yeah. Justin Fields. Okay, I get that, but their defense was outstanding in this game. Outside of Justin Fields being Houdini, they played great. They had six quarterback sacks, and and to me, this team is right where they need to be. And it's funny, Jalen Hurts, you mentioned that. He had three rushing touchdowns, yep. throws for over 300 yards, and, and here's the thing. He got all that man coverage. Quez Watkins sells him out on that one interception. I agree, yeah. I think right? miscommunication And on that so one, what yeah. does he do? I'm just going to throw it to the other guys. <laughs> he threw it to, to Smith and Brown. All but eight yards the, went the, to those guys. The, the thing we should be recognizing right now is that it's the NFL and the teams that you play have professionals that get paid a ton of money. Right. right? Everyone is expecting the best teams in the world to just walk into stadiums and blow out teams we don't necessarily feel are good. Right? We expect the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday to walk in and blow out the Houston Texans. That game goes to overtime. Last week we see the same thing. When you don't have your A stuff yeah. but you still find ways to win, that's our, those are 
are the teams that end up winning championships, and we've watched that from Jalen Hurts and Very Eagles. quickly, because I want to get back to what happened in the late game last night, but I know that you had some concerns about they're getting a little too pass-happy. Yeah, I wanted them to remember who they are. And this is an offense that's built with their offensive line. They're utilizing their run game. Sometimes they become too big play aggressive, and that gets them out of rhythm offense. But just because you have hit it this year more than you did last year doesn't mean you should try for it every play. So let's make the point. Let's just set up where we are in the NFC East right now. As a result of the Eagles' close win and the Cowboys' heartbreaking loss, the Eagles are going to win that division. The Cowboys are going to go in as a wild card. We just showed you the Giants beating the Commanders last night in controversial fashion at the finish. It means the Giants have a better than 90% chance to get wow. in, and the Commanders may miss because of this. And I, I wanted to show this again because these guys are ready to explode. Oh. That's Bro. Terry McLaurin. He's checking with the official to make sure he's lined up okay. See, he gives the thumbs up. They've obviously talked about whether or not, and you heard McLaurin afterwards say, he told me I'm good, and then immediately throws the flag. And then right after that, there's a blatantly missed pass interference. That's a little more normal. This is not RC well, the, go. The problem is this. If Terry McLaurin never checks with the official, then you can throw the flag. But if I check with you, I move up, and then I check with you again, and you tell me I'm good, there is nothing you can do. Listen, Greeny, this is a judgment call anyway. Right? When you look at these things, like they're trying to, they're looking at the tackle and seeing if the tackle is covered up. It's not necessarily you have to be all the way on the ball. So if I check with you, I move up. You tell me I'm good? You cannot throw the flag. Like, you legitimately cannot throw it. And so in this situation, Terry McLaurin's right to be upset. Ron Rivera's right to be upset. Every Washington Commander fan is right to be upset because the sole reason, you asked for a sole reason yeah. why the Dallas Cowboys lost, the sole reason that they lose this game is because the official does not do his job. Mm. The official is dead wrong. And this changes careers, yeah. this changes seasons, this changes lives. It is unacceptable. What, what's the point of checking? Yes. What, what, yeah. what, if, if my job as the receiver is to constantly check with the official to see if I am located, hey, I'm on, and I'm checking with you, and you tell me I got to move, what's the point of me doing that then? Yes. If I then do what you've asked me to do, and RC's right, this is a subjective call. Candidly, this looks shady. Yep. It straight up looks shady because the receiver does everything he's supposed to do. The official's job is to, to then communicate what he needs to do. The receiver did that, and then you throw the flag. If that's the case, my question, if I'm Ron Rivera and I need the answer, why that, ask? Why did my receiver yeah. have to check if it didn't matter? And here's the funny thing. We're not even talking about the pass interference in the right. end zone, too. That play is followed up by what looks like a blatantly missed pass interference in the end zone. But that happens. Right. That happens. I mean, it in does. the NFL, sometimes this is the pass interference. I don't know if yeah. I've ever seen Greeny, a receiver, check with the official because this yeah. is that P.I. and to your right, right, like this happens. I don't know if I've ever seen a receiver actually check with the official. And get the flag. Do what the official did, ask, confirm with said official, and then the Because flag the thing is this, Greeny, the official can't uh, – sometimes the official will tell you to move, right, but the right. official can't be like, hey, Terry, move up. Right. But if he checks with him, he Correct. can say, yeah, man, get up a little bit, right? right? Because I, if, you don't, if you don't get up, I'm going to call it here. He does everything he's asked to do. Right. Head coach, give me 15 seconds on that. I mean, have oh you ever God. seen that before? No, absolutely not. This is just standard procedure right yep. here. And, and the fact that he moves up a little bit, 
I mean, come on. There's clearly a receiver way off the ball here. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. You see so, what off the ball looks yes. like. Yeah. It's, I agree. It's, point, right? so, it's a great absolutely point, right? brutal. That, 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 I wanted to make sure we got back to that because this is a play that may very well look. They were down eight points. Maybe they score the touchdown and they don't wind up getting the two. Yeah. For you sure. don't know that they win otherwise. But that is an enormous moment that could easily decide a playoff spot. In the meantime, speaking of deciding playoff spots, Jared Goff and the Lions continuing to roar toward one. They were helped by some questionable clock management from the Jets yesterday. It ruined my Sunday. We will talk about it as we roll on, and then we'll see if Rex can ruin Hembo's Monday. Tom Brady has lost eight games now for the first time in his career. Raises this question. Which quarterback has the most seasons with at least eight losses? The answer is next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, here we go. Tom Brady lost his eighth game yesterday in a single season. First time that's ever happened. Which quarterback has the most seasons with at least eight losses? Yeah, I mean, this is brutal. Does it end here at 14-0? Man, Come I feel on, really good about this one because, look, and, and there's I've got it narrowed down to a couple of guys. And the first one, the obvious one that everybody's going to think, is Vinny Testaverde. Right. But I'm going to say Archie Manning. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. That's oh right. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, That just happened. I just have one thing. Give him one. Give him one real one quick. Thing. Bam! Right there. <laughs> Boom! That's what I got for you. Vin- I own you, himbo. Vinny Testaverde is second. Archie Manning is, and, and then followed by Drew Brees and Vinny Testaverde. That is unbelievable. Hey, hey, okay. Oh. Let's move on. You know how to Speak- use the internet. Stay with so us, guys. not cheating. Speaking of losing games, the Lions have had a lot of losing seasons. Unnecessary comment, Greening. But this year they've been really good. And yesterday they intercepted this pass from Zach Wilson that might have been the worst throw in NFL history. (laughs) 
Jeez, nonchalant, really, for me, Greeny. Just the inability oh. or a lack of desire to see the coverage properly and then drive that throw. So, the Lions kick a field goal. They're up 13-10 in the fourth quarter. Now, seven minutes to play. Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, what a catch. Incredible job by Garrett Wilson. of just fighting through contact. Zach Wilson launches it downfield. A phenomenal play by a guy who should be offensive rookie of the year. That sets up C.J. Uzama's second touchdown of the day. And the Jets take the 17-13 lead. Now, here's the play. That changes everything. Fourth and inches at midfield. Cojones, big time play call by the Lions. It's called Y hide. You ball fake. You try to get a flat route front side. If it's not there, drift backside. The tight end counts three seconds, blocks, and then leaks. Great job execution-wise by the Lions offense. The only offensive touchdown the Jet defense allowed yesterday. And then the final 90 seconds were just a mess for the Jets. They had all their timeouts. Third and 19 at their own 16. That's Garrett Wilson on a slant. They still don't use a timeout. Thomas clicking down. Garrett Wilson, another 10-yard gain. They still don't use a timeout. Time is clicking down. They don't wind up using one. Four plays later, 14 seconds to go with two timeouts remaining in their pocket on fourth and 18. Zach Wilson executes a miracle. He finds Elijah Moore, who's going to wind up going down with one second left. The Jets call their second timeout. In case you were wondering, no, they don't get to carry the last one over to Thursday night against Jacksonville. They wind up trying a 58-yard field goal on first down with one second left from Greg Zerline, and it never has a chance. And so the Lions get the win. So if you're just joining us, I yelled and screamed about the coaching and the play, uh, clock management a little early today. We'll just sort of leave all of that as said because we did not give the Lions their due when they most certainly deserve it. Rex, this is a team that was 1-6. and six. They're now 7-7, seven and seven, and their only loss was a heartbreaker at the buzzer against Buffalo, which is one of the best teams in the sport. What do we say about the Detroit Lions today? Man, nobody wants to play them. I'm yep. telling you that right now, and you're right. How many teams 1-6? They end up folding. Now ah, we're punting on the season. Yeah. Fire the coach. Not one time did that team flinch. Why? Because they're locked in it together. Head coach, general manager, all that. They have a direction for this football team. And I'll be a year before they, they expected to. Yeah. This team is playing their butts off. They don't let go of the rope. They're, here's their defense. Their defense, all of a sudden, yeah, they're, they struggled all year. Right now, they had 98 pressures in the last seven games. They play yeah. much better. So, they're playing great. The offense is a joke. This offense is a so, phenomenal offense. I, I think the thing that stands out is they're not scared of the moment. This whole football team is not scared of any moment. Two things offensively that I love. Number one, in their pass game, their receivers are as detailed as anybody in the NFL. They are coached phenomenally well. Oh, I think your say son it is again. legit. They're, they're, they are L, phenomenally well yep. coached. Their quarterback, Jared Goff, does one thing very good. He gets through progressions, one to two to three. So everything is built off of that. They marry things in their offense as well as anybody. And we talk about the Jets' defense as we should. They're great. That front seven for Detroit dominated yeah. the football game yesterday. And can we show the fourth down play? Because, I mean, that obviously, the Shoot. fourth down play is unbelievable. It's a great job. So last week it was Penny Sewell. They motioned him over, flash fake it, and they dump it off to him. This is called why hide. The big thing is the tight end's off the ball. He blocks for three counts. One. Two, three, while everybody on the defense is looking at the ball fake, and then he drifts or leaks all the way back from the backside of the defense. So you're taking a defense for the Jets that's overly aggressive. Yep. It's fourth and in inches, right? 
and he three counts and then becomes wide open. It's a great Third design and call. progression in the read. Correct. RC, Lions. Well, what normally happens with bad football teams is that they find ways to lose games. And we've seen that from the Detroit Lions, especially in recent history. But when you watch this team down the stretch of this season, they're finding ways to win game. Whether it's the late throw to Panay or if it's the wide hide, if it's coming up with a defensive stop and turnovers in the red zone against Green Bay. They are, they are a team now that has come together and learned how to play complimentary football. And for all the times that you laugh at Dan Campbell and you think he's quirky, yeah. this team has taken on his personality of fighting every week, of being a tough, physical-minded football team, and a team that now, even emotionally and mentally, when they get in those late-game moments, believe that they can win. And that belief is the yeah. start. They have Carolina, Chicago, and at Green Bay to finish. The Detroit Lions have an excellent chance of going from one and six all the way to getting into crazy. the playoffs, yeah, which would be an amazing. incredible accomplishment. All right, let me run the hurry up. Dan, Dolphins-Bills was a great one Saturday night. What's your biggest takeaway? Josh Allen is back into the MVP race. I mean, he had so many big playmaking moments. I thought Tua handled the elements incredibly well. His eye discipline, moving defenders was back, but Josh's ability to handle pressure, which he knew the Dolphins' defense was going to bring, his ability to go and make plays outside of the pocket was huge. I love the fact that Tua bounced back from two poor weeks, went on the road in the tough elements and played great. But Josh Allen, back into that MVP race with a huge game Saturday night. RC, the Colts blew the biggest lead in NFL history in losing to the Vikings. Well, you know what? At least Matt Ryan can say I've blown a bigger lead than I did in the Super Bowl. This is, this is oh, tough. Listen, my. it was a Saturday. I picked Jeff Saturday because he was coaching on Saturday. He's the first coach named Saturday to coach on Saturday. So why wouldn't I think that they would win? This was a debacle and the way that they fell apart in the second half was terrible by the coach. But you have to give the Minnesota Vikings this. Patrick Peterson said it'll take five touchdowns. Yep. They scored those touchdowns, and they win. And yet mm. it still wasn't the worst way to lose a game <laughs> anyone had this weekend. Rex? This is the, the, the worst way to lose in the history of, this, uh, of the game. Yep. And quite honestly, this is going to knock the New England Patriots out of the playoffs. And I know what every, every fan against New England saying. Goodness, we don't have to watch them in the playoffs with this team that, that to me is terrible. Get them out of the it's playoffs. It's very odd to me that with a defensive coach coaching offense, your quarterback wouldn't be a better tackle. Huh. <laughs> Matt Jones, sure. look, sure. to be clear, for those of you who didn't see it, that was a play where they're running out the clock at the end of a tie game in regulation. They didn't have to score, and yet they go to the crazy lateral thing. Jacoby Myers is throwing it. I actually have sound from him because he did take full responsibility. Yeah, Let's cool. hear from Myers and Belichick after the game. I thought I saw Mac open. I didn't see Chandler Jones at the time. I just thought he was open, tried to get to him. And let him try to make a play with it. But the score was tied, so like I said, I should just go down for it. Was it instinctive on Ramondre? Or was yeah. he given the green light to pitch it no, if he had an opening? We made a mistake on, you know, played it where <laughs> you gotta love that guy. But you gotta, you gotta he's love supposed him. to be miserable, though. Yeah, like, yeah, normally, yeah. he's just miserable to be miserable. Yeah. But when you lose a game in that manner, and you've coached as many big time football games as he has, you never expect that to happen to a Bill Belichick look, 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 team. Look, Rex, I mean, at the end of the day, look, yeah. the players took it upon themselves. They made a huge mistake. Jacoby Myers yeah. admits he made a huge mistake. But almost any other coach, we'd be obliterating the yeah. coach for their players making a mistake that bad. <laughs> yeah, how the hell do you not know the situation? Situation. Yeah. Go into overtime. Yeah. Like this guy. Now, and, and, and Stevenson, I get it. He sees that the, you know, uh, Myers is, 
is on the uh, sideline. Right. So if it, if it pitches go out of bounds, then the game's over. But our, I'm sorry, but you got to know the situation right here. You can't do that. You yeah. can't do it. Go, down. go into overtime. And the fact that he loses this game, and Chandler Jones is sitting back going, well, I'm going to stay back here by the quarterback just in case that they pitch it back here. So, do we have we ever seen this from a Patriots football team? No. I've never seen it, period. That's right. But this team has been badly coached the entire season, though. I'm not sitting here saying that, like, th- th- that this was a scheme thought of, hey, Ramondre, you can lateral it. But I guarantee you that if there was offensive coaches that were preparing them for those situational football moments, that they're sitting there going, we are not doing that. Right. It's on the players. Obviously, they took it upon themselves to try to make plays. But that, if that's anybody else, we're crushing Bottom them for line, that. Bottom line, if, if, if you're not coaching it, you're allowing it to happen. Right. And we've always said that Bill Belichick didn't allow the negative to happen. It started when you decided to not get offensive coaches to coach your young quarterback and tutor him along. And now it's led to something like this, which is the worst play I've ever seen to end the game. Yeah, how average does Mac Jones look? Yeah. Well, I mean, he threw for 100 yards. He has regressed significantly. And the coaching has to be at least part of it. All right, we'll take a break on what has been our busiest Monday ever. Dan's getting ready to do tape. We got tweets coming up. Micah Parsons spent last week talking about the Cowboys' next opponent. Turns out he should have been paying attention to this guy all along. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence, too. Jam-packed on a Monday. Get up on ESPN. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It's time for Ryan Clark to explain his tweet. Get in the gym, bro. Well, I just got buffalo chicken dip. Baker. Baker. Bruh. Lord. Lord. As everyone laughs, laughs at the way I read your tweet. <laughs> I can't even do it with a straight face. All right, busiest Monday of the year after another sensational Sunday on Twitter for Ryan Clark. Let's see what we've got today. Tweet number one. Oh, poop. <laughs> Screen by Detroit, frickin' mackerel. Who in the what calls that? Was Dan Campbell watching the wave again? Fourth and inches, and DC pulls out the wheelbarrow and says, Bruh, I don't drink two gallons of coffee a day to be regular. Let's be extraordinary. RC, take it. Well, that's what it's called. It's called the old bleak screen. And you know, here goes Dan. It's the Y hot. Don't nobody call it the freaking Y hot. You see him run up, and everybody goes, Oh, shit. And you know, and that's what happens. And this is such a great play. The other part about it is last week, you throw the ball to an offensive lineman to get a first down to win. 
the game. Here you have fourth and inches. Your quarterback goes one, two, three. He gets to the right read, and you end up scoring a touchdown. Some teams are just teams of destiny, and that's the way the Detroit Lions feel right now. Everybody counted out their quarterback. Everybody thinks their coach is crazy, but this is a team that's finding ways to win games. I don't drink two gallons of coffee to be regular. Hey, it's a nobody very funny that. line. All right, next. Justin frickin' Fields. Lucky his KD toe stepped out. Greeny might have actually led with that play. Okay, it would have been long after the Cowboys, but man, it would have been worth an early highlight. Still might be Allie. Explain your tweet. Allie, you didn't do it for me. Why we couldn't get it in the A's when you drop back and you, you're tackled by Hassan Reddy? No, he's not tackled. Then he gets out, sprints down the sideline. Darius Slay, he runs 4-3. He can't catch him, and then his KD toe. Remember, if KD's foot, not a 19, uh -huh. they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. His KD so steps out, he spins, throws the football down, and we don't talk about it until the seas. Allie, you got the Allie, you got the button. You run the show. We ain't gotta talk about the cowboys the whole time. Man going crazy. Rex called him the future. That's Allie Havens, our producer. It was in the bees for what it's worth, but okay, that's our second segment. Next. Are the Dallas Colts going to show up on a Sunday as they showed up on Saturday? No, can't be. Oh, man, wait. What did I just type? I kid, I kid. You know, I was really pumped up about Jeff Saturday. Yeah. Like, Jeff Saturday's our guy. And then Jeff Saturday coached on the weekend. And then it was up 33-0. We were at Jordan's graduation party. Yeah. And everybody's like, yay. And then Minnesota comes back. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> and then we're all sad. And then Dallas is up, right? And I was like, there's no way that Dallas can give up a lead. It's a Dallas Cowboys. No way Greeny and Stephen A would be that lucky on a Monday, but they are because the Dallas Cowboys, the team that everybody loves, that we're going to talk about anyway, finds a way to lose in Jacksonville. And so now, a game, Greeny, yeah. that we're still going to lead with next right. week, that would have been much bigger, yeah. it's not even big no more. No, it's not. It's boring. Yeah. You know, they don't want you to be able to do your job, Greeny. I, I, Dallas Cowboys hate Greeny. Oh, you've done a very good job of making everything about me, which is the way I view life, so I appreciate that thought. In the meantime, the tweet's brilliant. The reason the Cowboys lost yesterday has two names. Trevor Lawrence. Danny, tap in hey Dan, you're and in. show us. Bam. Trevor Lawrence. This guy's been the first pick in the draft since he was a freshman in college, and now we're seeing why. Red zone, do you have a fast enough brain? Because we always say things happen so much quicker. These two plays by Trevor Lawrence are going to show you exactly why not only coaching matters, but the ability to think matters. So here's the concept. They're going to motion. Cowboys are going to play zone defense, and there's really going to be a one-to-two read. He's going to get a rail by the tailback and then a shallow cross by his wide receiver, okay? Rail by the tailback, shallow cross by the wide receiver. Now here's the read for Trevor Lawrence because it's got to happen quickly. He's going to read this flat defender right here. Now if that flat defender widens, the rail's dead. If that flat defender hung inside, he would throw that ball right now real quickly. And Trevor Lawrence has got great vision right now. Understanding, okay, that that receiver, that defensive back is widening with, that linebacker is widening with that rail. Here comes the shallow cross. I love his vision right now. Peak right there. Okay, that guy's widened. I got to get to the shallow. Now, I want to bring it back because everyone, pay attention to these linebackers' feet. Okay, his feet are basically right on that hash. Watch how fast this happens for Trevor Lawrence. That's what he's trying to see. Where's that location? As this linebacker gets kind of hung, he's now a little bit half yard inside that hash. Watch how fast Trevor Lyons brings his eyes to that shallow cross. He realizes, okay, that linebacker's still inside. Get the ball out of my hands. Touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. 
great job of quickly going rail to shallow cross. Now let's go third down. The Jaguars did a great job yesterday being at the line of scrimmage and taking advantage of some man concept, bunch of picks and rugs. That's exactly what they're going to try to get to here. Right now they want the outside receiver to come down and pick that inside guy, and then Christian Kirk is going to push up and go to the flat. But the Cowboys are ready for that. This is a great job of them of passing off the coverage. See, they pass it off. I'm going to take the outside guy. You're going to take the inside guy. Trevor Lawrence, you can't be great if you're only going to throw to the number one option. Watch Trevor Lawrence realize, see, he wants to throw right there. Never underestimate your ability to not throw the football. Those, those defenders do a great job of passing it off. Now, Zay Jones is going to have great feel and understanding. Okay, they passed it off. Can I slip inside? And Trevor Lawrence does it. Look at that. I mean, that ability with that guy bearing down to quickly realize, trigger the ball up high, right on Zay Jones. Where do we always say throw the football? Face mask or higher down in the red zone. The red zone processing for Trevor Lawrence is happening so fast. It's a reason why they won the football game yesterday. Doug Peterson and Press Taylor, their play caller, have taken this guy's talent physically, matched it with his brain, which is, is phenomenal, and making him an MVP caliber type of player. So Lawrence, brilliant, no question. And the Jaguars are only one game behind Tennessee now for the division. But at the end of the day, Rex, and you know better than anybody what great defenses are, and the Cowboys are getting set to play Philly, and the Cowboys remain a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home for that game. That defense is supposed to win that game. I don't care if yeah. Trevor Lawrence or Peyton Manning or Johnny Unitas is the quarterback. The Cowboys defense is supposed to win that game. Yeah, no, 100%. If you're a legit defense, you close the game out. We all thought that this team was built for that exact moment. Well, guess what? They're showing up empty. This is not the team we thought they were. And a, a great stat that Himbo gave me was this. The last two weeks uh, uh, that they played, 72 dropbacks. Yeah. That vaunted pass rush for Dallas has one sack in, in, in those things against two very average to, or to poor pass uh, protection. This week, when they're going against the Eagles, that's one of the best in the league. Good so, luck. RC, I mean, you get the mentality. You're on that great defense in Pittsburgh yeah. all those years. They've lost two – the two games they've lost since mm -hmm. that came back, they had a double-digit yeah. lead in the fourth quarter of both. Yeah, this is a team that isn't what they believe to be, right? If you're a team that thinks that you can close out wins, you're a team that gets to the quarterback, you're a team that plays with physicality up front, you don't lose to the Green Bay Packers because they understand to run the football. And then when you're playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, if they don't believe in their quarterback, if they don't believe they can block you, if they don't believe that they can get open, they don't drop Trevor Lawrence back the amount of times that they do. But they knew it. They knew that they could protect. They knew that they could out-scheme. They knew that, that, that they could make plays down the field. And they believed it. And they continue to do it play after play after play. There is no fear factor with the Dallas Cowboys as many people has built them up to be. Yeah, two schematic things that I think the Jags did a great job that teams like Philadelphia will. Number one, they use their aggressive style defensively against them. That's why you see some of those reverses. The second thing is Trevor Lawrence got the ball out of his hands so quickly. Minimize that pass rush just a little yeah. bit. I said this before. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but if Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs don't ball out, this defense falls flat right now because of the injuries. And my question to you guys was, when was the last time we did that? When was the last time yep. we came on television like, my goodness, Micah Parsons was incredible. The Minnesota yesterday. game, and that's a yeah. really long time ago. Yeah. They beat the that's Vikings 40-3. Right. They need those young players to be stars. Well, they haven't looked like that since then. And that game, I mean, it was really like five weeks ago. It feels like it was played in 2017. It was so long ago. <laughs> the Cowboys right now struggling heading into the matchup this weekend. Speaking of weekend matchups, we will have an NBA Christmas Day 
Day Tradition, five star-studded games for you on ESPN, and every one of them will be on ABC as well. We'll kick it off with Sixers, Knicks to start your day. We have the Lakers, the Mavs, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Suns, and Denver. Be with you all day long Christmas Day with NBA action on ESPN and ABC. As we continue, RC mentioned that Christmas came a week early for Stephen A. yesterday. Cowboys lost. And if you think our buddy Steve is going to be quiet and respectful, <laughs> think again. Don't miss it with Michael Irvin in studio, of course, next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Get Up is brought to you by Sixth. Don't rent a car, rent the car. Sixth, rent the car. All right, Monday Night Football tonight, Aaron Rodgers against Baker Mayfield, Rams and Packers. Eli and Peyton are on ESPN2. Going to be a great night all the way around, and we all have Green Bay winning tonight. The Packers are a seven-point favorite. Okay, only one way that we finish on Mondays, right. Dan. Has I told you guys this is interactive. So my favorite rapper all time is Eminem. Who's your favorite rapper? Man, I don't know any rapper. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Snoop Dogg. All right, so who do you guys think Snowman's fa- favorite rapper was? Jeezy. Snowman's favorite rapper. Jeezy was the Snowman. Ice Cube. <laughs> Ice Cube. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, but that's not. I don't know any of that rapper. <laughs> Ice Cube. He's from Ice NWA. Cube. I like Ice Cube. This is Snowman's favorite rapper. I like Ice Cube. <laughs> I never knew he was a great rapper. First take starts now. I just call him Cube.